It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex. We're going to jump right into it. And you know something I'm getting tired of seeing people do? First of all, when I was, let me not lie, I was 18 or 19. Rest in peace, Miss Cynthia. Miss um, Cynthia was a white, hip, hippie woman from California. She was my, one of my best friends I've ever had in my life, mother, right? And um, she saw something in me. And she, 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 she sent me to this thing called the Landmark Forum. Look it up. And I was one of the youngest people in there, too. And it put me way ahead of the game in life. But, see, my biggest problem growing up is I had all the knowledge and wisdom, but I did not apply it. I'm just now, I ain't gonna lie to you guys, after about 27 years old, have been applying it. I've always been this wise. I've always been this. That's how I even wanted to do a podcast in the first place. Other people were like, bro, you need to... People need to hear some, something you have to say. I'm like, okay, whatever, right? So in the landmark forum, I don't remember everything we learned in that weekend, right? But I do remember one thing that stuck with me was they talked about people using like excuses in their life as a comforter and growing comfortable, so comfortable in the excuse that they never actually want to indulge into the solution. So then you have, oh my God, I Okay. Then you have people, right? So check this out. Then you have people who, and you you see this a lot with women, but you hear it amongst a, a lot of men too, especially young black men. And they come to you with all these different excuses, right? And here's something, I'll give you a great example of what I'm really referring to. Here's, here, here's my favorite one. I mean, what? I have trust issues. I have abandonment issues. Like, you, you just, you know, I just, just who I am. I'm trying to work on it. I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, I'm a work in progress. You know, I'm, I'm bipolar sometimes, and I have all kind of issues. And you just have to accept me for who I am. Okay, first of all, if you're a work in progress, that means you do not accept you for who you are. So why should I? And no, you know what? That's the biggest problem with this generation right now. If we too busy accepting motherfuckers for who they are. No, 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 no. I don't accept you for who you are. Because who you are is some shit. Who you are is some trash. Who you are is not a good person. And I know that every child in this world comes in this world clean and pure. You at one point in your life were not shit. And you weren't trash. But you let the world turn you into Frankenstein. You let the world turn you into a werewolf. You let the world turn you into the monster that you are. You did that. You let these people steal that sweetheart and replace it with a cold heart. Okay? And I get it. We've all been there. I'm not judging you. I'm not making fun of you for you allowing that to happen because I allowed it to happen to me as well. But you at 25 plus years old cannot keep holding on to that shit. You know why? You don't have time to be a work in progress. The world don't wait for you to be a work in progress. You can't call Georgia Power and say, hey, keep my lights on. I can't pay the bills, but I'm a work in progress. I'm, I was depressed this month. They're going to cut the motherfucking lights off. You can't tell the, 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 the judge, hey, you know, I'm a work in progress. You're going to get put on probation. Like, you, you, we, you don't have time anymore. The world doesn't stop for you to be a fucking work in progress. You can't try anymore. You had your 20s to try. It's time to start doing. You're either going to do it or you don't do it. And that's the end of it. So no, I don't accept you for who you are. Because if I really loved you, I would not accept you having trust issues and abandonment issues. And that's why you keep blocking all your blessings. That's why you keep pushing away good people. That's why you don't take any of the opportunities. That's why you're not creating any opportunities. That's why you're not reaching your full potential. Because too many motherfuckers have accepted you for who you are, including your dumbass self. Including your dumbass self. So no, I don't accept you in your obesity. I don't accept you in your insecurity. I don't accept you in your trust issues. I don't accept you in your abandonment issues. I don't accept you in your sexual assault victimhood. I don't accept you in your domestic violence victimhood. I don't accept you when I grew up poor, homie, I had to sell drugs. I don't accept you when your man the school didn't fuck with me. I don't accept you when man, my mama had to work for a job. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Your sad story don't mean shit to the next motherfucker with another sad story that sometimes is worse than yours. It's people who will kill 
to be in your position. You want to see who they are? To go, go take a tour of any prison right now. You live in Atlanta? Go ask if you can go on a prison tour at the federal penitentiary down there by four seasons off of uh, what it is, Constitution. Go down there um, off what you call it, off Moreland, and go down to that prison. All them niggas would kill to have your problems. They'd kill you to take your to take your problems right now off your hands. See, this is how I know some of y'all never really, really been been down for real. Okay, because I was locked up with niggas that's doing life. I'm talking about 17-year-olds doing life. 45-year-olds doing life. I watched nigga after nigga after nigga come back to that dorm. Bro, they just gave me 20 years, bro, man. Get out of my way, bro. Yeah. While I was facing 20 years. But only looking at five years of probation and three months in a boot camp program at a prison. You think that those niggas let me walk around and complain? Listen, you better get your ass to that boot camp, boy. All the big GDs around me, nigga. All the big bloods. All the big crips. All the big... Nigga, we hanging out with Aryan Brotherhood, motherfucker. White boys and all. Ghostface. They all tell me, hey, you got this, man. You got potential. You 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 this, that, and the third. You smart. You can rap. You gonna do something. Don't sit up here and hold your head down about no six months in no boot camp. All this working out you been doing, you gonna be you gonna be the top nigga in that boot camp. I got off that bus at that prison and I walk with my fucking head high, nigga. And I was a top athletic nigga the whole time I was in that boot camp program. I asked them niggas to PT me. I said, damn, we don't ever do no PT. All we do is sit around all day. I thought this was a boot camp. Here go all the little niggas. But come on, bro. Shut the hell up, bro. Damn. I'm like, nah, we came here to get fit. I'm trying to leave here looking looking like better than I did when I came in this motherfucker. What? Molestation? We grew up on that. We grew up on that. That shit run through my family. Nigga, this shit's in my, in my DNA, nigga. We grew up on that. What? That don't mean shit. You think you the only motherfucker who's been through that shit? You think you the first motherfucker to get cheated on? You talking about trust issues? And who the fuck are you? You y'all? It's funny you trust issue having motherfuckers love to talk about your trust issues. Like we, we all don't got them. You supposed to have basic trust issues, nigga. Like look behind your back when you get out of the car type stuff. Like, but y'all have the nerve to come to somebody and make them want to have to prove themselves to you. Who are you? Why you don't got to prove yourself to that? Why you don't got to show them that you're trustworthy? Oh, you think because you really are actually trustworthy, you don't got to show it. So why does he? How do you how you know? If he should just trust that you're saying that you're not going to do anything, why you can't just trust that he said he's not going to do anything? Y'all don't even realize how toxic y'all are. And you just dwell in it. And then you have the nerve to not only keep using it excuse after excuse after every time you're 30-something years old talking about some, well, I don't know how to, I have trust issues. I am bipolar. I have abandonment issues. My mom, my mom died. My daddy died. Okay. Okay. And you going to just sit like that, huh? You going to just sit like that, huh? For the rest of your life. You keep saying you're a work in progress. That's all you ever going to be is a fucking work in progress. Look at the Crips. Community Revolution and Progress. That's what it stood for. Have you seen the Community Revolution yet? How long have the Crips been out? What, 1960, what, 9? It's what, 2022? What I did? Somebody do the math. 79, 10 years. 89, 20 years. 99, 30 years. 2009, 40 years. 2019, 50 years. That's 54 years. Have we seen the Community Revolution yet? They put a spell on themselves. You got to understand what words do. Words, you know, you, you know what? They say sticks and bones will never hurt me. Sticks and bones may hurt me, but words will never hurt me. Or some shit. No, words are the most dangerous thing. Words. Because words, once they come out your mouth, they have a life of their own after that. Okay? You have to watch what you say. I'm a work in progress. I have all these issues. You always That's what you always going to have. You're going to be 60 years old. Still blocking blessings, still pushing people away, still losing relationships, still losing job opportunities and all kind of other stuff like that. 
because you held on to your trust issues because they're like a comforter. Yeah, it allows you to be mediocre. It allows you to be mediocre. Some of y'all are rich and you're still mediocre because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I told somebody one time, they said, um, I was talking about being a rapper and being an actor. And he was like, if you can make the same money uh, doing some some boring ass typical shit. He's like, would you do it? I said, no. I, I told him, I said, I said, I would want to rap and act if rappers and actors lived under the bridge. That's what I want to do. I've always wanted to do those things. I've always wanted to use my voice for something. Music, it don't have to be music, it could be books, something. And I've always been vocal like this my whole entire life. As a cancer, being a natural introvert, I've still always spoke up when it's time to speak up. I listen first. Anytime I walk into a room, I listen. I'm never the loudest nigga in the room until it's my time to be. I let the room exalt me. I don't exalt myself. I stay humble, the room will exalt me. I come in exalted, the room will humble me. That's how I look at it. That's how I work every room I go. I walk into. Even when I go to stores. Okay? That's why I can go into a store doing like some DoorDash shit and, and, and walk out with two numbers. You know what I'm saying? You gotta learn how to work the room. Alright? These people, they walk around with these excuses. That they hold themselves back. It's a comforter. That's what they taught me in a landmark form. It's like a comforter. And it allows you to remain mediocre. I talk about this all the time. I talk about black women. Right, I say the black women love to just make up all these excuses. So when you say to them, "Oh, all y'all bitches single," they well, you know these niggas gay. Oh, you, you know these niggas have self hatred. You know these niggas is while they don't work on shit. And what happens? They just keep depleting and depleting and depleting until it's too late. Then they realize, oh, it wasn't that they, these guys are gay because they're still dating other women. It wasn't that they have self-hatred because they, they're they black men. And we need to stop that self-hatred talk. Okay, but only use it when it needs to be done. Because a bunch of blonde hair weave heads telling us we have self-hatred is just not going to fly with me. Anyways, fucking, you know, um, <laughs> that want BBLs and makeup. But we're not going to go there, right? But the, but, but the natural black man who just doesn't want to date black women, he, he hates himself. I don't know the correlation, but maybe one of you idiots can explain it to me. Um, you know, all these different... It's not that maybe we needed to work on ourselves. It's not that black men ain't marriage-minded because they're marrying somebody. It ain't that they ain't good fathers because actually statistics show that black men are more active in their kids' life than any other race of man. Go look it up. Go look it up. That's recent statistics. Y'all like to bring up old statistics and hold on to them. You, you know, like you hold on to those old excuses. <laughs> y'all don't hear me though. Because that's what y'all are used to doing. And, I'm, and now, I'm, my bad, let me move away from black women. I'm just talking to everybody now. That's, 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 what we, that's what we're used to doing. That's why we hold on to old statistics. When people come and bring you new facts, you... It's like, where's all the energy, right? When ASAP Rocky allegedly cheated on Rihanna. Oh, you stupid nigga. Oh, he didn't cheat. Mm. Nobody says sorry. Oh, Chris Brown raped the girl. Oh, my God. Mm. Everybody and their mama know Tory Lanez didn't really shoot Megan Thee Stallion, especially not on malicious shit. Who's, who's going to apologize for all the words? Like the, mm. So that's why we hold on to this, this negative shit. You walk into relationships negative. You walk into friendships negative. All you think about what could go wrong. You don't think about what can go right. You have. I love this one picture I saw. You had two people on a bus. One of them was smiling. The other one was frowning. They both on the same position. You know, it's, it's, it's just simple shit in life that we hear our whole life. That's literally, it works, bro. It literally works. It changes everything for you. You're going to look at the cup as half empty or half full. Yesterday, I got some really bad news. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you what the news was, but I had uh, I, I had got some really bad news. It, it brought me to tears. It brought me to such tears. I went out shooting last night. I fucked that shit up. Police all in the neighborhood, everything. I could talk about it because nobody got hit. I, wasn't, I didn't shoot at nobody. I just, you know, you're so mad you want to go squeeze something or or, or, or break something. I went. I, that's how. That's how bad the news I got last night. Then I had to tell myself. I said, you cannot look at it like that. It's not over. You still have life. You still got legs. You still. You could still make something happen in this situation. You know, you could still you know, restore this situation to where it needs to be so you can be productive. And through that, I'm not going to say too much, but let's just say things were restored. You see what I'm saying? Let's just say things were restored. Okay? 
but I almost fell back into old habits. You know why? Because I spent more time in those old habits than I have in my new ones. But you have to break that comfort zone. And you have to stop trying to accept yourself for who you are and trying to make everybody else do the same thing. Because deep down inside, the fact that you even have acknowledged it shows you don't accept yourself for who you are. So why should I? Why, why should I settle for you to be anything less than great? And that's what's so crazy when women talk about red pill media and say that we hate women. Now, you know who hates you? The niggas that sit up there and tell you there's nothing wrong with you. I'm not saying they hate you. But they're not good for you. Okay? That's who you should be worried about. Because if you were to actually listen to what I say and other men and women like me say, the results of it are nothing but bliss and joy. If you listen to those other people, you end up in the streets. Derek Jackson will lead you to divorce, not to marriage. Like, those people are negative. We are not the negative ones. See, you have been accepted for who you are for so long that anything less than praise and worship you consider negative. How is something that could develop you and help you become more productive negative, even if it comes off as harsh? Does medicine taste good? Some of the best herbal medicines in the world and and those root drinks and stuff, they taste disgusting. But they can do things to your body that have sometimes permanent effects. They literally even call them bitters. That's what they're that's the actual term for a lot of those remedies is bitters. That's how disgusting that you take one. Uh, My uh, one of my Brazilians, he got some shit. They drink it and and you you throw up. You're going to throw up for like, I mean, you're going to throw up, bro. You're going to throw up, you're going to sweat, and you're going to pass out. But when you wake up in the morning, I think, are they from Brazil? Where, where the, I think they're from, yeah, I think they're from Brazil. Sao, Sao Paulo, some shit like that. I think that's what I'm thinking about. But when you wake up in the morning, nigga, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to see all the colors. Colors you didn't even know existed. You're going to see things clear. Your brain is going to have so much clairvoyance, like you are going to feel good you're gonna breathe better your dick is gonna be a little bit bigger i'm not even gonna lie it's not gonna be like it ain't gonna grow but like fellow you know what i mean it's gonna sit sit the way it's supposed to be sitting you're gonna have that nice bulge at least for seven days okay you, you your blood flow is gonna be through the roof if you got a girlfriend who oh, is a good time to go make love to her let me tell you that okay it's gonna open you up but it tastes disgusting and it hurts think about surgery you got to go into some shit to get out of the shit. Think about what radiology does to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to... How is that negativity? You know what's negativity? Accept me for who I am. I'm fat as fuck. I'm obese. I could die any moment. I can't run. I can't fit through small places. If the apocalypse happened right now, shit, I'm, I'm dead as fuck. I have, a, I have a 0% survival rate. But accept me for who I am. Also, oh, okay, yeah, we don't body shame people over here. Yeah, you can be plus. Matter of fact, we'll even make you clothes that fit you so that way you don't have no motivation to lose weight. Y'all don't hear me, though. We'll even make modeling platforms for you plus-size women so you have no motivation to lose weight. What do you want to lose weight for? This is how you get your money now. We're literally going to pay you to be... Oh, y'all don't... Fucking hear me, man. We're going to pay you to ruin your health. But that's love. That's positivity. I don't like the guy, but I love when Sassy Santana said, you know, you can't be gay forever. We're going to accept you for who you are. And you're never going to reproduce any children. And you're never going to leave behind a lineage. And everything you work for, when you die, it's just going to go to shit because there's not going to be any kids to hold it down for you. And when you get old, you won't have any kids to come take care of you. When all your gay friends die, HIV, get shot, get killed, uh, car accident, heart attack, whatever, herpes, COVID, whatever, you ain't got no kids because you don't have kids because you don't fuck pussy, just remember, don't blame me because I accepted you for who you were. That gay shit is, that sounds like some young shit. 30 something years old talking about you gay, 
You can't help who you attracted to, but you better find a way to get your dick and some pussy and make some kids. And get you a wife and call it a day. Find you one of them girls who accept you. Y'all can have three, so I don't know. That's y'all business. You 60-something years old gay? That sound, don't sound fun to me, bro. Because who you fucking, first of all? Who the fuck want to fuck a 60-year-old man? Y'all, I don't know. Y'all niggas nasty. These days. Y'all will fuck anything. I, 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 I'm convinced. That's why I know pedophilia and bestiality is definitely on the way. Because these niggas will fuck anything. Okay? So, you have to really think about it, bro. What, what, what is this harness that you just keep, let it, like, jump, nigga. Jump. You don't have time to keep having these excuses, man. And then you want to cast them onto other people. And then you call that the people who do that and allow you to be dysfunctional. Those are the ones who love you. But the nigga who is giving you, yeah, it may come off raw. I might call you a bitch, but guess who also call you a bitch? Your gay best friend call you a bitch too. And what comes at the end of his bitch? Yeah, sis, fuck it up, bitch, bitch. Ooh, yeah, fuck that nigga. Leave that nigga. Leave your baby daddies. Don't have no kid. Don't get married to that nigga, bitch. You tripping. I would not marry that nigga. You want you in the streets. My bitch come a bitch. Shut the fuck up. Clean up. Lose some fucking weight. Lose the fucking attitude. Stop making excuses and marry that man. If you listen to the gay friend, where do you think you'll be 20 years from now? Or your homegirl who also call you a bitch too. If you listen to them when they call you bitch, where would you be 20 years from now? If you listen to me, where could you be 20 years from now? Oh. Oh. But that's that's love and light and positivity, right? That is That is love and light and positivity, right? Over there. But what we're doing over here in the red pill part of the world, cyber world, this is this is the bad part. This is where we hate the women and we hate uh, men and we hate everybody. We're the hateful ones, the ones that want you to do better. I can tell some of y'all never had no real big homies, no real mentors, no real life coaches. Because this is how they talk to you. They don't say, oh, yeah, man, trust issues. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. No, they say, yeah, well, 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 what can we do about that? How has that affected you so far? Having all these walls of being defensive, being so defensive all the time and being offended at everything somebody say to you. How has it worked out for you so far? Do you have any friendships over 10 years? Can you call somebody right now and be like, yo, remember when we was in middle school, nigga, that girl? Can you do that? I know some people can't do that, unfortunately, because, you know, people have died and things like that. So don't. Don't feel bad if you're in that boat. But y'all know who I'm talking to, right? Can you do that? What's, what's, what's the difference, bro? Just say you don't want to grow. Just say your comfort is in being fat. Your comfort, you're 18 years old t- talking about the streets. Let's talk to the street niggas right quick. You're 18 years old talking. And I have, have something I want to say to street niggas too. You're 18 years old talking about the streets. Did you even try to get a job first, sir? You got 18-year-old girls doing OnlyFans trying to go on Jocelyn's Cabaret. And I fuck with Jocelyn's Cabaret and I fuck with Jocelyn. Bruh, did you try to get a job first before you just jumped out there and showed the whole world your body time about something that's hard out here for women? What about the other women that look just as good as you that don't do that? And actually make more money than you and won't ever regret what they do for a living. So what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And for all you street niggas, when you gonna realize that it's a losing game? What is the streets? What is the street to tell you what? They tell you, uh, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. There's no honor amongst thieves, nigga. There ain't no such thing as street shit. That, that street shit is just, it's just there to put a bow on trash. Street shit is just glorifying dysfunction and breeds nothing but mediocrity. Nothing but mediocrity. That's all street shit is. Because when you take the same situations that we call street shit and you take the black man or the cholo Mexican man out of it and you put the white boy in the same scenario, we don't call it street shit no more. We just call it what it is. So why is it street shit? Because it sounds better? Because it got a a, a hip-hop beat behind it? Because there's music videos and, and movies and TV shows that made it look cool? Is that why we call it that? Why we don't call it that when, when Billy Bob and them dudes shoot at each other? 
It's murder. He's a killer. Lock him up. What about these three niggas who done killed 20 niggas in their neighborhood? Just yesterday, a nigga in Atlanta walked and blew a nigga head off. Walked right off like it was nothing. Broad daylight. Broad daylight. Shot the nigga right down Cleveland. Right on Cleveland Ave. Broad daylight. Like it was nothing. I don't even think he stole no money from him. He just shot him and walked. It must have been a hit. I don't know. 40-something-year-old dude got killed by a little young nigga. Who looked like he's done this before. But then when he get locked up, what are we going to say? Free that nigga, man. Free, free, keep him. Free what? See, that's the shit shit street shit did. You know what street shit did to some of you niggas too? Y'all will know who killed your homeboy. And you won't tell on the nigga who killed your homeboy. But you also ain't done it. You won't even go slide on him. You know what street shit has done to you? Street shit told you that it's honorable for you to pick the street code over your kids your baby mama slash girlfriend slash wife, your mom, your dad. But when you're in the jail after you didn't rat, who are you calling to take care of your little boy at home? You calling the streets or you calling your mom and your dad and your brother and your cousin and the people who are squares and civilians? That's what street shit has done to you. It's made you really believe that that shit, that mentality is wise. To get on Instagram Live knowing you have actual active enemies talking about something. Yeah, I'm out here, man. <laughs> so you gon' you gon' you, you so you know what you just did? You chose the streets over your family. Because yeah, I'm gonna show you how. Because you gonna get killed. And you got killed trying to prove to a bunch of strangers on Instagram Live and a bunch of niggas that you don't like, and a bunch of niggas who don't like you, that you tough. That you out here. What about your son, though? Who gonna raise him when you're dead? Huh? Yeah. Some of y'all will disobey your mama even though you live in her house. When you go outside and them niggas tell you go to the store, you gonna go to that store. Hey, bro, go to the store right quick and give me a black mile. All right, shit, uh... Shit, you got a dollar? No, I ain't got it, bro. You, you, I got you later on. All right, all right. That's what the streets have done to you. You will go make it rain in the strip club, but you won't go make it rain on your mama. Oh, let me drop my phone. <laughs> the streets. The streets. Yeah. A big ass comforter that does nothing but breed mediocrity. That's it. That's what the streets have done. You trying to play a game that a million, a million way more solid niggas than you played and lost. And they played it at a time where there wasn't cameras on every fucking traffic corner. <laughs> and they didn't have fucking, uh, what they call them lights? They got in the thing now, the little ultraviolet lights. Y'all better know what's going on out here. Yeah, they didn't have iPhones and social media, and them niggas played the game and still lost. What, what the hell make you think your dumb ass is going to win? You don't even know words. You talk like that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Man, for real. The gangsters in the 70s and 80s lost, and they spoke like me. They wore suits. You out there with face tattoos. Nigga, you fin- you bound to lose. You better put on a mask. <laughs> it's the guy with the eagle on his face. <laughs> we know who did it. It's the nigga that got the eagle on his face. Look. But you're dumb and then you on camera. Then you on Instagram showing the same gun. You. <laughs> oh, that street shit is dead, dog. Okay. These excuses. And a lot of you ladies get away because of the sympathy factor of it. You get to throw molestation and getting raped when you was five years old. Ma'am, I, I know it's going to sound very insensitive, but I'm going to just say it. You're 30 years old. You are 30 years old talking about when you got raped when you were five, which is why you are the way you are. You know what that kind of tells me? And it's going to sound fucked up, but I don't care because that's the problem. Y'all are too comfortable. Y'all are too used to hearing sweet shit. It sounds like Mm, this is going to sound kind of fucked up, but I'm going to say it. It sounds like something about that you liked. Because you held on to it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm different. I let go of shit I don't want to hold on to. My brain literally could not remember certain situations because I didn't like what happened in that situation. 
That's how I know something bad happened to me when I was a child. I don't care, though. But I know for a fact something bad happened to me a child because there are, like, literally about three years of my life I have no memory of. And it's crazy because I have memories before those years and I have memories after those years. But there's these three years I just don't remember. I can't remember. If it wasn't for my mom and photo albums, I wouldn't know what the fuck happened to me during any, anything about those years. I put it this way. We lived in one neighborhood, right? And then we moved to another neighborhood. Then we moved to another neighborhood, right? I remember the first neighborhood. I remember that third neighborhood. But I don't remember what happened in that second neighborhood. Why is that? Where, what happened to my memory? You see what I'm saying? So, it be shit going on, bro. That's why they say... That's what I'm saying. It'd be them simple sayings growing up that we all ignored and we thought, oh, yeah, that's true. But no, it's serious, bro. But they say, accept what you can't change or change what you can't, can't accept. Always, in any situation, first thing you need to look at is what is in my control and what isn't. And you need not worry about what isn't because you can't do anything about it. And that's what I went through last night, by the way, too. I had to tell myself, I said it out loud. I said, what's in your control and what's not? And I looked at what wasn't. That, that, that thing that wasn't in my control was what was is what made me cry and go outside and shoot the neighborhood up. That's what made me do that was what wasn't in my control. I said, well, look what you just did because of something that you have no control over. Now, of course, you didn't shoot at anybody. You went to the side of the buildings. You did your thing. You got off, whatever. You, 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 you cry your tears out. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Nonetheless, you still managed to maneuver through it the right way because I had to catch, but I had to catch myself and remind myself, you have no control over that. So what are you going to do about it, bro? And the rest of the night was pretty good. And I got my results. I was looking for today for the most part, right? There's still obviously things that have to be worked out and nothing's ever set in stone, especially when you're dealing with groups of people. Because people can die. It's always a possibility that... that You might rely on somebody. He might be a reliable person. But he can die today. If he die today, shit, that whole deal... That contract is off the table, bro. You see what I'm saying? So, nobody's ever reliable. I think if Bob Wiley said, everybody in your life is going to hurt you. It's just about who's worth the pain. Everybody's going to hurt you. And when I first read that quote, I remember thinking like... Now, there are good people. But then I started thinking, well, you know, if they that good person dies, it would hurt, right? So technically, everybody in your life is going to, at some point, hurt you. Who's worth the pain? You know? And a lot of you guys don't realize that you become a liability to real people. Because real people are not going to sit around and accept you for, no, we want to we want to see you get better. You know? And for, let me talk to the ladies real quick that love to talk about this accept me for me. Accept that broke nigga while he broke, man. Accept little dick man while he's little dick little then. Like, why do y'all think only you deserve to get accepted for your bullshit? And here's the difference between little dick nigga and you. Little dick nigga had no control in that. And even broke nigga, he might he might live in a certain area. He might have had an unfortunate life, whatever. I, I don't know. He might not be that smart. Accept him. He's still handsome. He still loves you. Right? Y'all come with all these liabilities and flaws, but you you don't you don't want to deal with nobody else's. And the biggest question I always ask people is this: Would you date you? Would you deal with you? Would you want to be your friend? Would you be excited to hang out with you tomorrow? Would you pick up the phone every time you call somebody? So why are you why are you mad? Woman fucker don't want to date you. I asked a girl the other day, a little white girl. I said, on some real shit. Look how you act. Would you? Would you put up with this from a man? No. I said, okay, that's not really a fair question. Because it's going to be different, obviously. If a man was doing this, shit, I wouldn't expect no girl to deal with it. If you were a man, do you think that... You'll never know, but do you think that you'd want to date a woman like you? She said no. And then I asked her why. That's the real question. Once I get you to admit that, now I need to know... Now, now, now I need to hear it. Because, see, here's what happened. And this... Let me talk to women specifically, and some men too. Um, once they admit to it, they're showing you. They fully know what they're doing. So why do they keep using it as an excuse? It can't be a mistake if you know what you're doing. That's not a mistake. You know the difference between a sin and a transgression? A sin is, you know, 
unfortunate situations that happen. A transgression is when you blatantly say, I know this is adultery, but I'm going to still go fuck this nigga's wife anyway. That's a transgression. And you guys are moving off transgressions, not sins. And I mean that more so metaphorically or literally. You see what I'm saying? So once I get people to admit to me all the bullshit that they do, they show, I don't, I don't tell them or point it out. I just say, well, why would you not date yourself? Why would you not want to be friends with yourself? Why would you not want to do business with yourself? And then they explain to me, well, because I do this and I know I do that and I do this and I do that. And I say, okay, in my brain, what I, I write that off as, okay, so this person is fully aware of the bullshit they do. So I no longer can excuse it for you myself. So that means I'm either going to have to cut you off, classify you, kill you, rob you, set you up, beat you up, or whatever it is I plan on doing to you. Because at the end of the day, you've just showed me that you fully know what you're doing. It's not a mistake. It's not something that you do, even if not mistakenly, but still you do it unknowingly of how bad or evil or deceitful it is or fucked up and toxic it is or unhealthy it is. You know fully what you're doing. Your frontal lobe should be developed by now. We're Like I said, this conversation is really for people 25 plus. You know what I'm saying? Your frontal lobe should be developed. You have decision-making capacity in your brain. Your brain is at the point of full development where you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing and you know how I know you know what you're doing because you done told me and because you're the first person to tell somebody else what they're doing too. Mm, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So at this point, I now am the fool because I have just proved to myself that this person does know what they're doing. They're fully aware of their dysfunction. They're going to always be a quote-unquote work in progress. Especially if they're not turning to God and there's no prayer involved and there's no therapy involved. They will continue to be a work in progress. That's that, First of all, they're not working on shit. What makes you think that you in your poor state of mind can pull yourself out of your poor state of mind? While you're constantly making excuses for yourself, lacking accountability, by the way. No, it's not going to happen. You need outer help. So you're not a work in progress. If you're not in, if you are not doing these two things or at least one, and you know which one is the least. You're not messing with some type of therapy or mentor or listening to raw type of podcast like this. That can, I mean, it, and, uh, it, you can't talk to me, but you can always hit me up. I'll talk to any of you guys. You know where to find me on the Internet, on Facebook. I mean, excuse me, Instagram. You know my Instagram name. Um. If you, and if you can't find my Instagram name, just type this one in on Instagram, Raw Sex Podcast, and I promise you, if you just DM me on there, I'll get the DM, and then I'll shift you over to my real page. If you, if you, if you have this in your head, these excuses, right? I now know who you are, bro. Why would I, if, if I decide to deal with you, I now know you can't be mad at me. Like I said, I'm not going to accept you for who you are. That's why you always going to be that. If you're not involving yourself in some type of therapy, some type of some type of really raw life coaching type people on the Internet, at least that much. If you can't do anything else, I know some people can't afford to go to therapy. That's cool. But to me, if it's that serious of a problem where it's literally ruining every realm of your life, you better find the money to go to therapy because I get I bet money you find the money to go out and smoke hookah. That's copay right there. I bet money you found the money to go on these little stupid ass vacations. That's copay right there. I bet money that you have the money to go out there and get a tattoo when you want it. That's copay right there. So, or if you smoke any dope, that's copay. So, yeah, I don't want to hear your excuses. Or you need to get involved with a church. Or you need to turn to God directly. You need to be reading the Bible, reading biblical books. You don't have to become a Christian. Just get involved with a higher, something bigger than you. Because you clearly can't do it by yourself. If you've been a work in progress for five, six, seven years, ma'am, it's time to seek help. 
you try to do it alone it, or, or sir, you try to seek help. It didn't work. So don't tell me that you sell drugs because you come from the slums. Tell me you sell drugs because you want to sell drugs. Because half you niggas, you pass the slums now. You got the car, you got the chain, you got the shoes. It's no more slum. Why do you keep talking about slum? Say you sell dope because you don't want to work. Say you sell dope because you like fast money. I respect people who tell me, hey man, I sell dope because I love the fast money. I don't want to hear this whole poverty shit. I don't want to I don't want to hear a grown man tell me he sell dope because cause of, of, no. Now, if, you, if you're going to tell me that, then show me you getting out of poverty. Don't show me your brand new Giuseppe's. Not, I'm either going to assume you're an idiot or I'm going to assume you're out of poverty. So why do you keep talking about poverty? It's no longer about poverty anymore. You like the money. Don't come tell me you are a prostitute because you got molested. Don't need to, that's What's the correlation, bro? You should hate sex. <laughs> you getting paid to get molested now. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? And I get it. A girl told me, uh, or she broke down to me how some girls, basically, they go through the slut phase after they get molested or raped to try to wash it down. And I, I, I understand it because I talked to a nigga who was a killer and he told me the same thing. And I asked him, I said, well, why did you end up killing so many people? And he told me straight up, he was like, well, it helped me wash down the first murder. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I mean, in a weird way, it makes sense. You know, you kill somebody. Every time you hear the word kill, you watch any action movie. Anytime you hear the word murder, I mean, anything that has to do with violence, you automatically think of this one person that just literally haunts you. But if you throw a couple bodies on that one, it kind of balances it out a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'd rather see 10 heads than one. I, I, that's just me. I, I couldn't imagine closing my eyelids every day and seeing the same face. I need to see a few different <laughs> faces. Bro, I don't want to see the same nigga like, you killed me, motherfucker. Like, you know. <laughs> it might drown it out a little bit more when it's like, okay, I've killed like 10 people now. You know what I'm saying? But that's the thing about it. That's still risking everything that you just did. So that's not a solution. And that's another thing y'all do. Y'all try to drown it out and think that's a solution. You drown it out with drugs. You drown it out with stupid music. You drown it out with dumb reality TV. You drown it out with sex with uh, people you shouldn't be having sex with. You drown it out with dumb shit. And these things make you deplete more and more and more. Now you really need therapy. <laughs> now you have more issues. Now you need rehab. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now you need Alcoholics Anonymous. Now you need to be on probation. <laughs> you feel me? You need anger management now because you don't, you didn't even nip it in the bud. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I've been learning how to do lately is nip things in the bud. Don't let it get to the point where it's like, oh shit. No, nip it in the bud now so you don't have to deal with it later. And that's my thing. Like, I just need people to realize that all of these, and, and we all, we've all done it and some of us do it and most of us are going to keep doing it. But you can't say you haven't been warned. Because somebody's going to listen to this episode and they're going to change. And when they do, they might run into you. And they might be a blessing to you, but you're going to push them away. And they're not going to sit around dealing with your shit. Because they learned from this episode, motherfuckers like that are always telling you they got trust issues and abandonment issues and obesity and insecurity and I'm poor and all, just whatever. I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. They always going to be that way, bro. And they fully know what they're doing. And they keep using this comfort, this cloak. To continue to do what they do. And you don't need that around you. And you deserve better than that. And so do they. Do you know what happens to people like that? You know who they go looking for when shit hits the fans? The people who didn't accept them for that. Ask, no, seriously, ask around. If those are the type of people that they run to. You know who the hoe runs to when everything goes bad and the prostitution ain't working and she done caught HIV and she got a baby that she can't take care of? Guess who she runs to? Her mom, grandma, auntie, big bro, her dad, the same ones who kept telling her, stop being a fucking slut. And she's like, I'm living my life. Why do y'all just accept me for who I am? Why don't y'all just accept me for who I am? Guess who she gonna run to once who she is destroys her? And destroys everything around her. The people who didn't accept her for who she is. That's who's going to be the first people she to go looking for. And you want to know some real shit? A lot of people who are homeless, those are just simply the people who didn't go back. Because they were too prideful and too scared to go face the truth. I've met homeless people who told me straight up, 
I got a family. I'm like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from LA. Why don't you just go home? It wasn't me. Who was I with? They offered a nigga a plane ticket, bro. They offered it. They said, bro, I'll buy you a plane ticket right now, bro. Go home, please. And the nigga tells us he's scared to go home. He told his family, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to do all this stuff. I don't need no this, that, third. Don't Nobody going to judge me. That's another one. Stop judging me. Don't. Yeah, some of y'all need to be judged. You'd be better off if you got judged more often. The world would be a better place if the world if people got judged more. I mean, imagine a world where we judge people and we don't accept them for who they are when they come with this bullshit. We'd have a lot of in-shape, healthy-minded people. What has not judging people and and accepting them for their bullshit done to America? Let's just look at America. Has it worked? Uh, look around. You didn't hear about that trans man who got a them two girls pregnant in a jail? Has it worked? Accepting people for who they are when they tell you I'm a man, I'm a woman? Oh. And we're not even deep into the game yet. They already fucking up. See, these are the things nobody wants to hear. I'm fucking this girl a couple years ago. She said, choke me. This little hood bitch. I choked her. I'm like, okay. She said, choke me harder. I'm like, okay. Harder. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, bitch, you about to die. I told my homeboy about it. He from the same little area. She from. He said, "Oh, you know them girl group getting raped." I was like, "What? They grew up getting raped." So she, she took that from being raped, and she wants me to implement it into our sex life. Oh, that girl got something going on. So they're screaming, rape, 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 rape. But some of these girls must have liked it. I mean, you took so much from it. And before y'all jump down my throat, I'm not going to say any names because these are celebrities. One of them. Anyways, she and me. That's that's irrelevant. She told me one time about this guy who was famous who raped her back I mean back in like in like back in the days when she was 16 he was like in college and he raped her and she been broke down to me and pretty much just said it like that she liked it and that's why she enjoys rough sex now and it's stories like that that I've heard I've heard other stories too like it I've even had a girl tell me I asked her what's your biggest fan she said I want to be raped one day so when I hear them Every woman try to run around with the rape card of the victimhood thing. I, it's, I'm sorry, but I, I don't just jump to it. I really don't. Because a lot of them, that's, it's just another comforter. It's just another thing that they can use when they need to use it and when they don't want to use it. And their lifestyles just don't add up to somebody who's tra- traumatized by things. For example, I had a homeboy. Um, his brother was in the Afghanistan war. He had lost a friend out there. He was out there when um, Bush and them was in office. I think Obama had, I don't know. And we were watching um, Boys in the Hood. And he says, can, you, can I change that? Change that? Change that? I said, what the fuck? And I asked, I said, why, man? This shit good. He said, because, you know, it, it just, it just, I can't watch it. He broke down, bro. And he started talking about how he, he's mad that he can't watch violent movies no more because it's, it traumatizes him. That's what trauma does to people. So when you hear people trying to, and I'm not just talking about rape victims here. But any of these motherfuckers keep waving these victim cards and their lifestyle don't add up to the victim card of what the traumatization does. And I know some people say, well, Tommy, you can't judge. Everybody does it differently. That is true. Just like that one guy that killed all those people and that girl who was talking to me about why some girls go through the whole phase. So I will say that. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a guru and like I know everything. You're right. Everybody doesn't. However, I'm sorry. But something that traumatic, I'm a man, I can only imagine what it would feel like to be a woman and get raped. You know what I'm saying? Especially violently raped. How the fuck you on dick the next week? Y'all too scared to have these conversations, but I'm not. How you on dick the next week? How you on dick the next week? How you talk about, how you got a whole YouTube channel talking about how you got raped? Like, how you, how you so comfortable with something that traumatic? I done had little shit happen to me and I don't like to even go to certain neighborhoods no more because I, 
It made me feel some type of way. I hate Xanax. They killed my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to smell it. Don't want to see it. Don't put it in my face. I don't want nothing to do with it. Not Xanax. My bad. I meant to say fentanyl. I hate it. We should lock all them niggas up who keep putting that shit in the streets. That shit is stupid. I don't know whose idea that was. We have, we already have vitamin B powder. We got other shit to cut it with. Uh, baby lax. We didn't need no goddamn fentanyl. Hold that shit down. Okay. Yo. Your lifestyle is not adding up to this, 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 this shit you want me to cry with you about all the time. I don't like to go to people's pity parties. You're supposed to have a three-day pity party. And after that, it's supposed to be, if anything, a pity room for yourself. And I get it. I do. Bro, I just found out my homeboy died on heroin this weekend. But unfortunately for him and myself, life must... I can't call uh, these people I owe money to, uh, these bill collectors or the hospital and say, Hey, I'll pay you guys back. My homeboy just died. I'm going through shit. I just got some other bad news last night. I don't even want to say it out loud. I'm going through shit. I have... My friends keep dying issues. The world don't give a fuck. Where's the government check for people who lost a friend? There is not one. The world don't give a fuck about your your friend, man. How many of us are guilty of this? We've done this before. Somebody be like, yeah, man, then my dad died. We're like, damn. And we just keep talking. How traumatic do you think that was for him to even say that? Maybe you're the first. You don't even No, You're the first person you have said that out loud to. Nobody cares. It is what it is. You can live in fantasy world and what you think the world should be like all you want to. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, nobody cares. That's what's harsh. That's why this conversation is probably just as hard for y'all to hear as it is for me to, to say. Because it sounds like I'm being insensitive, but I'm not. But how are you ever going to grow and develop when you're sitting around talking about what happened to you when you were 16 years old at 36 years old? The Bible said, when I got older, I put away the, the childish things. Because I'm no longer a child. You are no longer 16 years old. How long are you going to hold on to that? How many times do your husband got to hear you break down and cry about some shit that happened to you when you're 16? You know what make me feel like? Damn, am I not good enough? All this joy that I'm brought into your life, that wasn't enough? You you holding on to this, this thing so that much? Well, come on, let's go run through some alligators. Let me shoot you in the stomach. Let me beat your ass for three months so that way maybe maybe we can drown that other shit out. I mean, I'm just saying. You guys come and you just throw these loads in there. You need to be by yourself then. Since you want somebody to accept you for you, the only motherfucker that's ever going to accept you for you is you and a bunch of weak-ass motherfuckers who don't love you. So you better off by yourself. Maybe you shouldn't have no boyfriend, no homeboys. Open up, open up a business that you can run alone. Maybe one other employee you barely have to see. Okay? Go live in one of them neighborhoods where there's no community. And they all just don't know each other. I hate neighborhoods like that. You don't even know your own fucking neighbor. I need to know who the fuck is living next to me. Shit. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm making my business to know who the hell is in that house next to me. I know all the niggas in this building right now that I'm living in. In this apartment. I know every last one of them. I know where they work. They don't know I know this stuff. Hey, yeah, I didn't know shit. You tried some shit. I didn't know it. You know, it was real shit. I know, I know where they work. I know which car they drive. I know who their girlfriends are. And the girls, I know who their boyfriends are. Mm-hmm. And I ain't no stalker. I'm not stalker. All I got to do is... It. See, y'all think it's stalking because y'all don't pay attention. Because you're too busy worried about bullshit all day. Oh, I pay attention. I've always been that way. When I was when I was four, 13, 14, 12 years old, we lived in apartments. Get what? All through middle school, I lived in apartments. My first half of high school, I lived in apartments. Um, when I was 11 years old, I could tell you every single car in my neighborhood and who it belonged to and which door you would have to go knock on if you did, needed some, something to do with that car. Okay? Especially right there by my bed. I knew every... I could tell you, oh, he don't live here. He just be over here sometimes. That's his girlfriend. I figured shit out. 
And I'm not afraid to ask questions. I figure shit out. So I've been that way for any of y'all trying to that just, that's gonna try to say I'm I'm crazy or stalking these folks. I don't stalk these folks. I have all this information. I don't do anything with it. It's just there just in case I ever need to do something. I might help them one day. Yeah, I might be able to help them. They might get I might see them on the side of the road laid out. Like, oh shit, that's my neighbor's cousin. I go, not nah, hey, hey bro, your cousin, and he laid out on the street out there. What? Oh shit. Oh shit, come on. Like, you feel what I'm saying? I, it, it may not even be just for my own protection. It might be for their protection. If they get murdered, I could be like, well, shit, it'd be this one nigga who come over here all the time. He, that might have been who killed him. His daddy and him got to arguing last night. I saw his dad run back to the core. I'm always looking out the window Some, I'm looking out the window right now as we speak. Because I'm at home right now. So, like... What I'm trying to tell you guys is we have to get out of this 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 excuses thing and this, this, these, these comforters. Take the comfort off, nigga. Get in the cold. That's what's going to make you a man. That's what's going to make you a better woman, a better teenager, a better son, a better father, a better mother, a better daughter, a better sister, a better brother, a better friend, a better everything, nigga. You'll be a better enemy to these fuck niggas if you just learn how to get out of it. You'll be a better CEO, a better employee. You need to be a, a soldier before you be a general. You're going to have to learn how to follow before you lead. The problem is everybody these days want to be the boss. Well, who's going to flip the burgers? If everybody a boss, who's going to clean up? Y'all all cannot be bosses. That's the problem now. The real one has been lying to you. That's the problem now. That's why Kevin Samuels and me and niggas like us so offensive. Because the world has been just lying to you. You all you niggas not going to be bosses. And sometimes there's power in being a follower. Because the boss ain't shit without you. And if without you at that point, this whole empire go to shit. You had guys back in the days who would work for men like Bumpy Johnson. Nikki Barnes. Guy Fisher, Boston George, uh, Freeway Ricky Rouse, okay, and Pablo Escobar, and niggas like that, Al Capone, and get what? They always understood their place, and they fell in love with their place. I tell women all the time, for the women, I don't want to submit, I'm like, there's power in submitting. That's what you don't realize. We're not going to go there today, but there's power in it. Trust me, there's power in resting within your own femininity. Has the other thing been working out for you? That's what I'm saying. When are y'all going to look at y'all results? That's another thing. When do people start looking at results? Every every two, every every six months to a year, you got a, a whole new circle of friends. Every year, you got a new boyfriend. Every year, you got a different job. Every year, you're living in a different place. And shit ain't upgrading, it's just going around in circles. Every 10 years, you end up right back where you started 10 years ago. I've been there, dude. I'm telling you, I'm still going through it. But the one thing I refuse to do is make excuses for myself and tell people I'm a work in progress. Just accept me for who I am right now. Accept me in my accept me in my trash. Accept me in my crumbs, please. Mind you, I won't accept you in yours. But accept me in minds. I ain't going to accept your crumbs from you. You're going to give me a full meal, nigga. But I'm going to give you these crumbs of the shattered reality and perception of who I am. I'm going to hand you a bunch of pieces of glass rather than a full window. That's what I'm going to do. That's how that's how I'm coming. I'm having my way. I'm fired up. Don't get me started. I'm fired up. So, it's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex. I hope this was very productive and um, enlightening for some of you. Um, and if it wasn't, oh well, well you, you, you're just not there yet. Honestly, you're not there yet. And hopefully, you get it. Before it's too late, you're getting older. You're 38, 39. Some of y'all 40 years old. Still ain't figured it out yet. And it's okay. We all learn at different places. But just know, you don't want it to get to the point where. By the time you do figure it out, there's nothing to restore. There's nothing to replenish. You know, there's nothing to rejuvenate. There's no re's, no redos, no re-ups. 
you know, is there any other reason I'm missing margaritas or Rio's? <laughs> Let me stop. I right, your boy Tommy Via Raw Sets, and I'm out.